Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 263. It is right at 11 o'clock on Thursday night as I record this. I had said that I was going to try to get the podcast recorded before 11, but it is 11. So I'm going to record this tonight so I don't have to do it second period tomorrow morning, which I think will be a good thing. Besides, it is much better to sit here in my favorite place on my screened-in patio porch in the back of my house, which I call Serenity Place or Shalom Place, and reflect in the evening this very warm late, late summer evening. But it's nice to be out, and I'm glad you're here with me. feels good to sit down. It has been a full day, and it does feel good to sit today. So I'm glad you're here, and I did today keep my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God, and um, I'm happy to share it with you. So this morning, we had... My, we, meaning the school where I teach, had our first PLC morning, which stands for Professional Learning Community. And it's a day when school starts late at 9.30 to be exact. So the students come in then. But we faculty members show up at the regular time of 7.30. And we have an hour and a half, a little more than that, of learning in community and in service and just a, a number of different things that we can do during this time. Well, this morning we did something that we've done sort of, but we did it in a way that we hadn't done it before, at least not in the now seven years that I've been there. And it was go into the hallway and hear and imagine what it would be like if we had an active shooter event in the school, which is the, I think, euphemistic way of saying someone hell-bent on killing as many people as possible enters a school with a high-powered weapon. Mass shooter event just sounds a little too clinical and too, I think, euphemistic. But that's what we talked about. And I think it was well done, the conversation, the lecture, the discussion, we have on our staff um, a retired police chief who we affectionately call Chief, and he's a really good man. We, I, I have the highest respect for him, and I, I think that his dedication to the staff and to the students and to safety, and not just physical safety, but emotional and spiritual and so forth, I just have the highest respect for him, and I feel very, very blessed that we have him in his role in our community. And he also had two other um, active police officers there today, one in uniform and, and one out of uniform. And he brought the entire faculty. I don't think the staff was with us, but he brought the faculty into the hallway, right actually by where my classroom is. I have a classroom in the main hallway we call A-Wing, which is enter into the lobby and head right, and that's my wing. And we talked in the hallway about, again, a scenario that could happen. And, you know, I, I, it's not likely to happen. I, I, I don't think it will happen. But in this day and age, we, we know that it could happen. Listeners, 
of the podcast will remember that um, September 11th, I think, was the podcast, or maybe it was the 10th, just a few weeks ago, actually just last week, my goodness, time is just feeling very packed and intense right now for me. But I talked about a student that threatened freshmen who I had in my class who threatened to, quote, shoot up the school. Now, I don't think there is a threat currently with this student. I, I think that for various reasons, this is not um, something for us to be concerned about specifically. But it is a reminder that this could happen because it's happened elsewhere. And it's the world we live in. So while the training was good and I think useful and hard-hitting and, and blunt about what the police officers would be doing and what kids would be experiencing and how long it would take for them to clear the school and for them to get packages and even our cars back to the owners was, was really surprising. And again, this is the world in which we live. Well, I was thinking, and I even said this to a colleague, I was thinking about the first school that I taught at, beautiful school in Napa, California. And this was back, I started there in 92 after I graduated from college and taught there for four years until 96 when I went to graduate school. And I remember we had a retreat day. And I don't know whose idea it was, but we walked across and around the campus, and it had a nice outdoor campus with um, you know multiple buildings and an outdoor area, which the school that I'm in right now does has has a little outdoor area, but not like not like what um, the school in Napa had. But we walked around as a faculty and staff going to various places on the campus and saying prayers of, of gratitude, prayers of blessing. I, I think we might have sprinkled holy water on these places and prayed for the people who worked in the guidance office and the maintenance people and those whose arena of play and learning was the gym and, and so forth around the campus. And it was, it was really a, just a nice way to affirm the sanctity and the holiness of the space, of the location. And while I'm sure my, my current faculty could do something like that, it just struck me that here we were for the first time since I've been there walking as a staff talking about the most horrific thing that could possibly happen and has happened in churches and movie theaters and restaurants and nightclubs and schools and schools and more schools. It even happened today in a in a, a, a warehouse, happened yesterday in a workplace. I mean, it just on and on and on. And it just makes me so sad and angry that this is the world that we live in, that we have to have this training, that we can't spend this time feeling grateful and that our space is holy, that we have to be reminded that our space where we teach and where we minister and where we seek to build and bring the kingdom of God is dangerous and we could die there. It, it, just, it just boggles my mind. So you might wonder where was my experience of the presence of God in the midst of this? Well, it was, it was pretty simple actually and I, I'm grateful for my colleagues, two of them who 
who did this. So we were standing in the hallway again after the, this, this just intense, probably about 45 minutes that we were talking, standing, listening, wondering about what this could be like. And as we were getting ready to wrap up and move on to other business, one of my colleagues said, um, you know, I, I really feel like we need a prayer. And I, I think by the number of people who nodded and myself included, I think he spoke for many of us. So we turned to our deacon and said, you know, deacon, could you lead us in prayer? And um, our deacon did. And it was a really just a very, very nice, appropriate, brief, heartfelt prayer. And spontaneous, of course. He didn't know that he would be praying in this situation. But it was a prayer of gratitude and a prayer of of sadness and that this is the world and a prayer of petition to help us and bless us, those, those people who, who keep us safe, the first responders and, and everyone. So that was God's presence moment for me. And it was a reminder that even in the midst of a discussion about this ugly, ugly, ugly reality, that hope and faith and love, faith, hope, and love, the three cardinal virtues, were present, are present, must be present in this sacred, holy place that we hope and pray will never be desecrated by the diabolical evil of not just an individual murderer, but a culture that allows this to continue, that as it says somewhere in scripture, the gates of hell will not prevail upon us because even if we faced the unthinkable, I do believe that the community of faith and prayer would, would survive. And I don't want to test that theory, but I do believe that we would survive even if we lost and grieved and our School was never the same afterwards. So I conclude this, I know, quite somber podcast tonight with just a simple question. Where have you felt God's presence in the midst of something that makes you sad and angry about the world we live in? There's just so so many places that we can feel that way. But I do believe that in the midst of all of that, there are green shoots of hope that are growing through the ugliness. And that we have to nurture that. We have to celebrate that. We have to try as best as we can to clear away at least some of the ugliness so that that flower, that plant, that tree of life can grow and blossom. As always, thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.